What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc was that hard when you talk about like cut up the credit cards stop going into debt? It was very hard because we weren't going into debt. At that time, we weren't going into debt doing frivolous stuff. Mm. We were going into debt paying bills. Wow. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to The Table. And it's Monday morning, and I am so pumped because uh, I have three amazing guests uh, in the studio with me today. Uh, Jade uh, Warshaw. Did I say it correctly? You, you're the first person who's ever said my name right the first time. Yo, Jade Warshaw. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, she is in the building. She is an entertainment uh, entrepreneur from the sunny South Florida. Uh, she co-owns a company to where they actually help put musicians on the boat. But check this out. She's debt-free, her and her amazing husband. And then my brother and sister from another mother of the same kind <laughs> uh, is in the building. Faith and Leo, you all know them. Um, I wore their shirt, got debt, nope, uh, just the other <laughs> week. And they are in the building. I've uh, been married for, how long y'all been married for? Three years. Three years. Nice. Three years yes. <laughs> and played off about $200,000 in debt. Yes. And you paid off? 
So today's show is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and so I want you all to make sure you stay stay tuned, uh, no matter how you're listening, whether you're on YouTube, podcast, Instagram, you name it. I want you to keep it locked because today we're going to have a good conversation about how we could do this. And I love it. Let's jump straight into it because we only got like a 28-minute show. Cool. And I'm going to put this on the table and you anyone can answer it. All right. What's the mindset that people need to have, number one, to get out of debt and to start building wealth? I'll just jump in. Mm -hmm. I know for Sam and I, with the debt that we had, the mindset we had, um, you know, people will say, oh, man, you must have been so determined or you must have, you know, had so much, you know, drive. And I was like, yeah, but the bigger thing is knowing that you don't have a choice. Like, there's no way to live if you don't do this. And I think it's kind of having, like, back against the wall, like, there's no other choice. Um, mindset was what that well, that's what we needed. So to get out, not just not just having a determined mindset, but saying, you know what, this is the only mindset that I can have right now. That's it. There's no other options. And I remember saying that in my mind several times, like. I don't have a choice. Like, it almost freed me. Mm. You know, it almost took a little bit of the weight off to go, okay, well, you know, sometimes you can think, I'll do this, try this, try this, try this. But when you just go, no, there's one route <laughs> and that's it, then it's, it's freeing. I mean, it's still tough, but at least you know this is the road. That's good. Mm. Yeah, and for Faith and I, we didn't know how we were going to pay off our debt what we were going to do about it, all we knew is that we couldn't stay there. Mm, And so that was a big eye-opener for us when we looked at, you know, we were making $2,000 minimum monthly payments. It would have taken us 15 years to pay that off and would have cost us $125,000 of interest. You're saying how much in interest alone if you would have stuck to the minimum payments? Mm $125,000. Did that open you all up? when you saw that number? Absolutely. Why, though? Because the average person in America watching us right now is saying, hey, I can afford the minimum payments. I'll just suck up the interest back here. Like, why was that such a huge deal to you This is $125,000 of free money that I'm just giving away when that could just be in my pocket to be used towards other things. So why would I continue to just live off of the minimum payments giving $125,000 to the debt collectors. Just makes no sense. And every dollar you use towards interest is a dollar you can't use to build wealth. That's good. That was a good one, Leo. So $125,000 is what you all save that now you can put towards building true wealth. You can invest that into some property. You can invest that into a 401k or a Roth IRA or or however you invest uh, rather than giving it to another company that can build them wealth. But you want to know what what you said is really, really thoughtful. Every dollar that is not going to debt goes to wealth. And you guys were talking about interest. But one thing with us, our last big student loan was $80,000. Okay? It was a debt my husband had from school. But the payment, this this was the hardest part. It was our last debt to pay off. The payment was only $233 a month. Now, most people would be like, A— it's not a $2,000 a month payment. It's 233 That's chunk right. change, right? Right, right. And so changing your mindset and going, okay, that payment, we probably could have made that payment easy for the rest of our lives. But really knowing that deep why, the deep why, because that's the only thing that's going to get you through spending 
the energy of paying off $80,000 of debt to only gain back $200 in your pocket. So you're really looking towards what you said, which is, hey, if I'm investing that money, it's still— it's still wealth building money. Right. Even if it's two hundred dollars, it was two hundred thirty three thousand or two hundred thirty three dollars. That is every dollar, like you said, going into building wealth and not going to Sally Mae. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So even those small dollars count. Yeah. Small dollars do. One of my good friends, Brian Bullock, he said, um, like we give we take all of our money and we give it to another company. We give it to another person when it's an owner. We're building someone else's future. We're building someone else's uh, last name, and we're taking that $128,000, that $200-something, giving it away from our family rather than keeping it in so we can build wealth for ourselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, that gets so frustrating when I hear individuals say, that's fine. I'll just, I'll do this, and I'll do that, and I'll just pay the minimum. I can afford that. But can you afford missing out on the opportunity to build wealth for not just yourself, but for your kids and for your kids' kids? Okay. And uh, that's what I love about you all. Now, do you have kids? Do you all have kids? I have two kids. Two kids? Uh Uh-huh. I have a two-year-old and a six-month-old. Two and a six-month-old? Isn't yours like— Eight. He's 18 months. 18 okay. months? Yes, he's 18 months. Yes. And I have a baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 hey, I ain't wasting no time. Boy, look at the Lord. Well, congratulations. Thank hey. you. That's exciting. Do you know the gender? We don't. We're going to be surprised. Whoa, wait. Yeah. When it comes out? When it comes when out. Like it. I hear saying it. Well, when he, when he or she, or she comes out. Right, exactly. Right, right. My brother and sister did that for yeah. their last three they knew about Theo, but the last uh, three kids, we, we didn't know. That was scary. Yeah. I'm sitting there, like, waiting to get a call. What? It's a boy. And then when we had my little niece, I was like, I got a little niece, though. Oh. So, Leo and Faith, you all have a newborn on the way, and you have an 18-month-old. You all paid off $104,000 in just 12 months. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And I have to say this. Amazing, not just because you paid that off, but I know people watching us right now saying, how did this young minority couple do this? And I want to, what are some practical things that you all did to pay off your debt? What helped you all get out of this in 12 months? Like, Dude, some people don't make that in a year. Okay. Yeah. And y'all paid off that much money in yeah. a year. Talk right. to me. Give me some practical stuff. So we did that in our first 12 months of marriage. So as soon as we got back from our honeymoon, we got to the table and said, hey, we need to address this now. And oh. so the thing that we started off with was our why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people start with the numbers, mm-hmm. but the numbers can be overwhelming, yeah. especially if you owe you know six figures in debt. Yep. But we started with our why. Where do we want to mm-hmm. be 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. 30 years down the road? And then we reversed engineered it. So okay. how do we get to where we say we want to be? Yeah, yeah. So we started with values. Okay, values. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we started with, you know, the type of life we wanted. We okay. wanted options. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to be tied down to a job working 30, 40 years. Okay. Like, right. like someone, Come on, you know, bro. like they teach us the American dream, yeah. right? They, they, they teach us that. Get a job, get 401k, get yeah. a good credit score, and you'll be all right. right. That's right. And so we wanted to change the trajectory of our family. Okay. And that started with, you know— 
owning back our time, oh. essentially. Yes. And so if you owe a bunch of debt, you don't, you owe all of your energy, you owe all of your time, all of your mm-hmm. resources to those companies. Because mm-hmm. you can't decide one day not to go to work because you have a payment to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we just had to get ownership of our time. But that started with our why. Mm-hmm. And so we started there and then we started budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to know where you are. Got to know what's coming in, what you're working with. Okay. Then you can know what you need to do. Do you need to decrease expenses? Do you yeah. need to increase income? And so we did both. Wow. So we did both. Like we, we Why cut, yeah. budgeting? And inside your budget, what is the greatest thing you two had? I mean, let's just be real. You all just got married. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the honeymoon season. Oh, yeah. And y'all are like, no, I bumped the honeymoon season. Let's get to work. Mm-hmm. I, I think like y'all been married for three years now. It seems like the last year. Y'all been in honeymoon season. The first two years, like, y'all were, like, in this, we've been married for 20 years. Let's get our act together. Right. What was the hardest thing y'all had to do during that time? What was the hardest no? The hardest no. So, for me, the hardest no was I had just started working. Okay. So, I was like, man, I went to school all this time. I just started working. I'm getting my paychecks. Forget paying off debt. Like, I want to spend it. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the hardest part for me is, you know, staying focused on our why. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yes, working a lot, working my regular job, picking up side hustles that Mm, we did. Wow. um, And putting all of that side hustle money toward our debt. So that was the really hard, like, mindset shift How old were you two when you all got married? Um, I was 26. And how were you, Leo? You were 26. No, you weren't. <laughs> yes, I was. I was turning 27 oh. that year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so mm. Maybe I was 29 then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 29. You were 29. Yeah, yeah. 29. I mean, it, normally the females do know that number oh, better yeah. than you. Know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. you like, are you trying to check me? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 26. Yeah. Going and on 27. Right. I was 29. 29. All right, mm-hmm. cool. So y'all were in the 20s. Right. Yeah. Where did the mindset come from? I'm just curious about it because I'm like, when I was in my 20s, I started thinking like that only because I had a very dramatic shift in my life happen. But it doesn't sound like you all had a very dramatic shift, you know. So why, like, what? where did the mindset come from? Were so you scared of something? I think there were three, uh, a few things, mm-hmm. at least in my personal situation. So I had already been working for a few years. And so I was three, uh, about two to three years into my um, working career. Okay. And I met this young lady. Okay. And, you know, at one point during our dating season, I started looking for a home. Mm. And so I went to look for a home, got the pre-approval and everything. Yeah. Uh, she came along with me because I knew this was, you know, the future missus. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to get her approval and uh, came back. We decided on the home. Um downtown Atlanta, and I got a call from uh, the mortgage lender and said, unfortunately, Mm. we can't approve you for this loan because Mm. your student loans are in forbearance. So I had my loans on forbearance when I started working because I was like, forget that, just like her. And I was like, okay, I want to enjoy my money, so let me put these on forbearance. Um, And they told me that you couldn't get a loan because that shows hardship. So Mm -hmm. how in the world are you going to pay off this mortgage if your student loans are in forbearance. Mm. So that was one of my wake-up mm. calls right there. Mm. And so I put that house on hold okay. and got back to the drawing board, and I started paying off on my debt individually. Okay, okay. So that was one um, eye-opener. The other eye-opener for me is a conversation with my mom, and she was telling oh, me that— Mama Dukes. Mama Dukes. <laughs> uh, love her to death. Hardest working woman I know. Mm-hmm. Works— Six days a week for as long as I could remember in her 60s. Wow. She told me during one conversation that she doesn't know when she'll be able to stop working Ooh. or if she'll be able to stop yeah. working. How did that hit you? <clears throat> Hearing your mama say that, 
That was tough. That was tough for me to swallow. Um, I just thought about, you know, if I had only known what I know now back then, mm-hmm. maybe I could have given her some advice to help mm-hmm. her along the way so she wow. wouldn't be in this situation. Wow. And so the big thing for her is she owed a lot of debt. Wow. And because she owed a lot of debt, she didn't see a way out but to work. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't enjoy our baby boy right. because she had to work. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. So that was another eye opener for me is, you know, I want to emulate her work ethic, but I cannot allow this debt to control what I do in my life. So, Mm -hmm. Jay, you paid off, you and your husband paid off 400,000. 460,000 AO. Okay. Okay. Let me know. Let me know. 460. And with kids, how long did it take you all? Well, when we started, we didn't have the kids. So we, similar to you guys, you know, we got married, I think I was 23. Okay. okay. And uh, we got married one week after graduation. Oh, wow. So we didn't have no careers. And we were musicians. So we wow. were just out here, just in the breeze. What do you play? Um, I'm a singer. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So my husband's a bass player and a keys player. Oh, good, good. And so um, we were living in Nashville at the time. And, uh, you know, I don't think either of us knew that that's the kind of debt we had. Mm. Matter of fact, I don't think we knew it until um, I had auditioned for a job to work on cruise ships to Mm. be in a cast. And uh, the audition was in Florida, and so I had to travel to Florida to do it. And when I tell you, I don't even think I ever even, like, looked at our accounts. And Sam said to me, my husband, he was like, we need to come up with the money to get to Florida, Because we literally just didn't have it. So we were, like, looking around the house for things to sell. So we sold some stuff, had the gas to drive down to Florida. I did the audition. This was before, like, stuff on your phone. (laughs) So I didn't even know I had the job till I got back. Wow. Saw the email on my desktop, right? Mm -hmm. So— that was once I got that job, it required us to move. And once we were in the process of moving and kind of getting things together, that's when we started figuring out how much debt we had. Mm. Um, and um, to be honest with you, it really took probably the better part of three years to really get to that number. And I say that because my husband at the time had a lot of student loan debt, and that's shameful. Mm. Like, it's shameful. And when you don't know how to view it, like, you're looking at the website and you're remembering in your mind, okay, I remember signing the promissory note for 30000 Right. But why does it look like, you know, 37000 now? Mm. Like, not, like, understanding interest and how mm. it builds and how it accrues and all of that. So, in the beginning, he would tell me a number, but the number that he was telling me it was like the old number, like <laughs> right. the original number. Like, okay, yeah, when I signed up, it was probably somewhere around 120 or 150. Right. And I'm like, but when I look at this online, why is it looking suspiciously <laughs> close? You know, a little over 200K. Like, what's going on here? Right. And then, like, even numbers, like, you know, when you go when you go to the admissions office, okay, you're looking, okay, how much is this, how much is it going to be to go to school here? And then you're finding out, oh, it's more because you're out of state. Like, all right. of these things, it's like, it's all coming rushing back to him. So, in the end, when we realized how much money we had to pay off, it was, I mean, it's, Taxing, you yeah. know, it was taxing on our marriage to to realize. Okay, I thought it was three hundred thousand. Okay, wait, now you're telling me it says I thought you said. You know, it's all a lot of going back and forth. So when we finally got to the number, we were living in Florida. We were two years into marriage, and. I was like, okay, I remember hearing Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So we went and got the book, The Total Money Makeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were so <laughs> excited. You know, we're sitting here reading like, okay, okay, let's go. And it was like, you know, the first step we were like, okay. Then the second step it was like, okay, we just 
didn't have, when I tell you we didn't have any money, like there was no starting spot for us. Wow. Save $1,000. Are you kidding me? Wow. You know? So the only thing that we could do, our first baby step was stop going into debt. Like stop creating more debt right now. Like nothing, no credit cards, nothing. So that was our, that was our baby step one. Was that hard? (sighs) When you're talking about like cut up the credit cards, Stop going into debt. It was very hard because we weren't going into debt. At that time, we weren't going into debt doing frivolous stuff. Mm. We were going into debt paying bills. Wow. Because, mm. I mean, when we came out, I was working at the mall. Like, when when I came out of college, I was working at the mall. My yeah. husband was doing some studio work around town. He was just, like, yeah. getting started. But we didn't know how to manage money. So we were spending— we probably could have been doing way better at the time. We just didn't know. Mm. Um, so when we finally started paying off debt— the first two years, like I said, was just don't create more. Mm-hmm. And then um, once I started working for Royal Caribbean, you know, I was making a steady paycheck and so was he. And so we had that margin to start putting, you know, 500 extra dollars a month towards debt. And we did that grind out for about three more years. Mm-hmm. So now we're like five years in. And during the course of that time, we started our own business and it started taking off. So really the last two years is when we were able to hit it hard and probably got the majority of it paid off. I think we probably paid off the last 250, like... The last two years. Yeah, we, we paid that off really fast. Um, two to three years, about three years. Um because, you know, at the time when we were living in Nashville, we sold our house to move. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, okay, we'll make some profit on the house. Hit yeah. that. Broke yeah, even. Broke even. Yeah, which that was like, dang. And the house was only worth 120 So, it, you know, it's not like people go, oh, you must have you mu- you must have sold your house. And I'm like, that house was 120 <laughs> <laughs> We paid off 460 <laughs> Like, <laughs> don't, don't do me like that. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm going to ask you all a hard question. And I always ask this hard question. If you don't want to answer it, you don't have to answer it. Okay? Uh, people will look at this table and say, I, I think they're lying. There's no way she's not doing any credit cards. She's not borrowing any money. There's no way they paid off $100,000 in just 12 months. Um, Then let's go deeper. Uh, People watching this will say, you know, the average minority doesn't even make $60,000 in a household income. Mm -hmm. Um, Minorities cannot get ahead. We cannot do this. For those watching, what would you say to those who question minorities actually able, being able to win in the area of finances? I would say they're selling themselves short. Um, Okay, okay. And it's easy to make excuses. I I mean, I've heard so many excuses on our debt-free journey of why Mm -hmm. people can't do certain things. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I don't make enough money. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, you know, I have kids at home. Uh, I'm a single parent. I'm a single—that's a big one. I'm mm-hmm. single in general, and you need a spouse to, yeah, yeah. to be able to right. do it. Yeah. And all of those are myths. Um, yeah. We created $66,000 in extra income on our debt-free journey in our first first year. First year. First year. So yeah. when we say we paid off $104,000 in 12 months, mm-hmm. during our first year, we made $66,000 in additional income. And that's because we worked five jobs. Wow. Five jobs. My wife was averaging 72 hours a week. Mm. Worked 94 one time. Come on. She, she had, oh, my God. She Yeah. So she averaged 72, but she had weeks when she was working 90, 90 to 94 hours in one week. So why? Why? Like, 
like, and I'm, I'm just asking a question, thinking of someone watching. Yeah. Why is the wife, yeah. the woman, mm-hmm. putting in all this work? Right. When some would say, he should be putting in all this yeah. work. But y'all were like, you know, we're going to do this thing together. together. Right. And you stepped up. Why? Yeah. So I think going back to our why and our vision for our marriage, even before we got married, we sat down and we came up with the vision of our marriage, what mm-hmm. we want our marriage mm-hmm. to look like. And if we stayed focused on that why, like mm-hmm. I had to work, he worked too. I mm-hmm. mean, he worked every single day. He worked every single holiday, every single Saturday. Holidays. Mm-hmm. holidays. Every single holiday. I think one year yeah. I worked every holiday but Christmas. Right. Wow. wow. And I worked Saturdays. Wow. So you can imagine working. She was working three jobs. I had two jobs working six days a week, mm-hmm. right. 13 weeks in a row. Wow. Just working six days a week. Yeah. And so— not being able to take that money and use it, well, choosing not to do that yeah, and yeah. put it all towards debt was hard. Mm-hmm. But you got to choose your heart. So yeah, right. mm-hmm. being broke is hard. Paying <laughs> off debt is hard. Yeah. You got to choose your heart at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we can come up with so many excuses as to why uh, minorities can't do certain things, but we're selling ourselves short. Mm-hmm. The 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 possibilities are endless mm-hmm. for what mm-hmm. we what we can do. And I think over the past couple of years, I mean, when you look at the stats with what black women in general have been able to do, on, like it's amazing. And yeah. so I think mm-hmm. the sky is the limit yeah. mm-hmm. um, for that. And I think we should start, you know, taking more action yeah. and stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. That's good. <sighs> That's good. Well, y'all, y'all hitting on something, man. I'm, I'm trying to be careful and where, where I go, you know what I'm saying? Because I think... I think sometimes we make excuses rather than say, you know what, here's what I'm going to do Mm -hmm. and just be willing to go through some speed bumps to get there. Yeah. Right. You know, and I feel as if sometimes we play the culture game rather Mm -hmm. than sit here and say, you know what, hey, I can win. And oftentimes I'm accused, well, you work with Dave Ramsey, a white man. So, of course, it's easy for you. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. I had to work to get here myself. And I'm still working in here um, for the income that I have. So it's, it's like... But I was like you. I had a vision. And my vision was before I got married, I want to make sure that I am financially healthy and I am Mm debt-free. Now, whoever I marry, um, hopefully she's (laughs) (laughs) debt-free. You know what I'm saying? But if she ain't, you know, then then I'm back in debt. And we're going to to pay off her debt. But I'll never forget, man. um, I I would just never forget watching my mom and my stepfather grow up. Mm. You know, Uh, they never had a wedding. My mom didn't have a ring for her first two, three years. Wow. We never went on family vacations. We never went to Disney World or Disneyland. We mm-hmm. we never went out of the state for a family getaway. If we went out of the state, it was to see a grandma, granddad, okay. because somebody That's was how sick. I grew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because we just went to get away with the family. Holidays, mm-hmm. my mom worked like you, mm-hmm. three, four jobs, mm-hmm. just to make sure we had a decent Christmas, not a dope Christmas. Right, right, right. Just like make sure we had some gifts. And I said, I don't want that for me and my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't afford uh, to get in my future with my family and tell my kids, no, I can't get you a pair of shoes because of the poor decisions I made in my 20s and my 30s. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. can't afford to do that. And so um, I want to commend y'all on it um, for what you all are actually doing. What's on the other side of this? Like, you're debt free, uh, you're married. Um, married, newborn on the way. Like, what's on the other side of bondage? And people hear freedom, but what does freedom look like in you all's world? Man, 
opportunity, open doors, pathways. Yeah. Like right now, as a you know, I'm a freelancer, so you know, I've always done a little of this, a little of this. Want to open a business? Okay, we do this, yeah. and it's been really great because I don't feel like I have to do anything. I feel like I do what I want to do. I feel like I earn money in the ways that I want to earn money. I feel like I can be motivated by things other than money. Like when you have debt. You're motivated by earning more money so you can make the payments, right? And yes, there is a bigger why at the end of that. But in the moment, it's like I got to do what's making me money right mm-hmm. now. That's why you end up working mm-hmm. 96 hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, what what am I true? You, it's almost like you get to know yourself better. Like, what am I truly interested in? What do I truly enjoy doing? Like, what do I truly want to spend my time on? And that's a really cool um, layer of freedom that I don't really think people stop and think about. Like I was in the car the other day with my mom and she, you know, she's been in the school system forever. And she was like, you know what? I think I'm thinking, I think, I think I don't want to go back to the school system. I was like, okay. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? And she was like, I never thought of it. Mm. She was like, I never really thought of it. I'd have to think about that. Mm. And I'm like, how can you be in your sixties and haven't thought about what you want to do? And I'm not, you yeah, know, right. oh, yeah. my mom, my mom is my mom. But yeah. my point is when you're not, when you're, when you're, you got your head down, you know, you're going towards your goal. You sometimes, you, you don't even stop to look up and think mm-hmm. like, what do I, what do I even like? What right. do I want to do? Like, what makes me tick? And I think being debt-free, you have access to a space within yourself that you wouldn't have had before. Mm. Um, for us, the other side is building wealth right now. So, yeah. I mean, and for me, as soon as we made that last payment, I stopped working. <laughs> well, I stopped working my side hustles. I'm still working my full-time job. So you should got her job. 94 hours back. Yeah, <laughs> I did. So nice. that, that's good. But now we're we're building wealth now. So yeah. yes, we're still working, but it's investing mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Money that we were paying toward our debt can now be used to grow us, yeah. which is that. really nice. Yes. I mean, opening up things for our babies yeah. on the way and yeah. thinking yeah. about their future. So yeah. that's what it looks like. For us right now. Yeah. And, you know, we're transitioning to, you know, having those conversations about um, reducing work hours. Yeah. Mm, okay. Right? I know. I'm excited. So, <laughs> so it's going to start with the missus. So, uh, so is the goal to bring her home? Yes. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in stages. In stages. Yes. It's coming. Yes. Like, man, what's the time frame? Like, what's the goal? Have y'all talked about that? I don't want to call you out on my show. So in the I'm next, sorry. in the next three to five years, we'll reduce okay. reduce her work hours so that she could be home with the baby because that's important to us. So, okay. mm-hmm. the idea of sending our son to school five days a week for mm. eighteen years mm. and you know getting the leftovers, um, getting mm. the leftovers after work, leftovers. that's just not that's just not okay. what we're about. So. I've never heard a family say that. Yeah, it's I mean, true. it's a perfect word, though. That yeah. is so really true. Is. Mm-hmm. They get all their time, all their energy is spent at school, and then we get them for a few hours before bedtime. Wow. And by that time, I've worked years. all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And wow. They're tired. They're tired. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's just not enough quality time, and right. someone else is raising our kids. So we at least want to give us wow. the opportunity to mm-hmm. raise our son. And, you know, it starts at home. Everything starts at home. We can't expect the school system to do okay. what we should be Come doing. On, they should reinforce yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, we, um, what we've started in the home. And so that's important to us. So ownership of our time is huge. Yeah. And so that looks like reducing our work hours so that uh, we could be at home and we can be a presence mm-hmm. in, in our um, family. So. Mm-hmm. so is that like homeschool, private school in the future? Um, ideally homeschool. Okay. Um, I would love to 
teach my children and not have uh, the school system teach them because I don't know what they're learning there. Right, right, right. Um, so ideally homeschool. And I mean, if we can't homeschool, then maybe like a hybrid hybrid program. So that's what my brother-in-law and sister do with my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. My brother actually, roles flipped. My sister stayed working Mm -hmm. and my brother came home. And I didn't like that at first. <laughs> I'm like, why is the man at home? <laughs> I'm like, now get your butt to work. You're right. <laughs> uh, but he, his philosophy was like, no, the ladies are always raising the boys. Mm-hmm. When do we as men oh, raise our boys? That's mm-hmm. good. So that's he okay. came home and mm-hmm. raised Theo and Uriah. And then when Anaya was born, then Yvette said, nope, I'm coming <laughs> home. <laughs> yep. So she yeah. quit being a school teacher. And then she homeschooled, she homeschools all of our kids. I still feel a certain kind of way about that. You know, mm-hmm. I still feel like, I still like our education system, mm-hmm. but I also believe that our education system, is specifically when it comes to minorities, uh, we don't really teach them all the history that I believe, believe that they need to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I love the homeschool. That's why I like the hybrid part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, give them some around, give them some time around other people, mm-hmm. but bring them home to where we can get specific into into learning true history, all history, mm-hmm. right. not just one particular set of history. Right, right. right. So right. I, I commend y'all on that. That's um, really something. I love it. I love it. Well, man, listen. Yo, listen. I just want to thank y'all. I mean, if I had... Another 30 minutes, I would dive in some more to talk <laughs> with you all. But this is only a 30-minute show, and I just want to make sure I be respectful to you all's time and our listeners' time uh, who's listening on our podcast or YouTube or watching us on IG uh, because I want to get quick and straight to the point. So uh, one last thing before y'all go. I want you to think of one thing you can tell someone who's listening right now. Um, they're struggling they're like, hey, I need that extra, I don't know what it is. I need that umph to get me there to start this journey. What is that one thing that you all can think about that you can leave them with that can say, you know what, hey, this will help you focus on this and you should be able to be good? What's that one thing? That's a really good question. Take your time. Think about it because this is important. Somebody's listening to this right now and like, man, I, I can do it, but I'm a little, I'm a little discouraged. But I, mm. I think the thing that comes to my mind is whenever I look at somebody who's done something that, you know, I wish I could achieve, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is, is say there must be something special or super or extraordinary about that person. And I'm just going to go out and say there was absolutely nothing extraordinary about me. Yeah. Wow. I was just or my husband. We were just two people. We, we weren't exceptional. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not I'm not putting us down. I'm just saying we were just out here. Yeah. But we made a choice. Yeah. And it's just you believing that you can do it. Right. Mm. It's nothing it's literally there's no secret sauce. There's nothing more than you saying, I'm no different than this person. I can do this. And I think it's just that on that you can't escape the work. So, you know, looking at someone and saying there must have been a special circumstance here or they must have had this or they must have had that as a way to kind of avoid why you can't do the work. Mm -hmm. You can do the work. You can follow the steps. I know for me, I did Dave Ramsey's program Mm -hmm. and it was just, hey, just follow the step Mm -hmm. one day at a time, one morning at a time, one grocery trip at a time, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's nothing extraordinary here. It's not superheroes at work. It's just making a choice, you know, and you can 
make the choice to believe that you can't or mm-hmm. you can make the choice to believe that you can. And that's daily maintenance. Believing you can do something is daily, sometimes by the moment, maintenance in your own mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, And so I would good. say along those lines is to just get started. Like mm-hmm. start doing it. A lot of people are constantly looking at other people and like, man— I don't make six figures like them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Leo and I didn't make six Mm -hmm. figures, but yet we still just did it. Mm -hmm. So just just start. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So let's start writing a budget. Oh, man, maybe tomorrow I'm not going to use my credit card. Mm -hmm. Like, just start. Mm -hmm. And then also along those lines, I would say surround yourself with Mm like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for us, that was— important. We needed accountability partners. We needed people to motivate us because this isn't an easy journey at all. Mm -hmm. So definitely surround yourself with people um, that are like-minded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And along the lines of what um, these two beautiful ladies have um, said, I would say it goes along with the choice. Mm -hmm. You are one decision away from a completely different life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Just one decision. And we make thousands of decisions each day. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to make a decision to say, at some point in time, you just have to say enough is enough. You have to draw the line in the sand and say enough is enough Mm -hmm. and make that decision. Put one foot in front of the other. And no matter how small you think your progress is compared to someone else's, forward is forward. Mm -hmm. Forward is forward. Well, let's leave it right there. I have nothing else to say. This was a great show. (laughs) You know, I mean— just being surrounded by you all. You all paid off double to triple the amount of debt that I did. And so I look up to you. And I thank you all for spending some time to talk to our community and to encourage them. So uh, real quickly, where can they find out more information about Leo and Faith? Uh, tell them about your book. Tell me your website. <laughs> and uh, then we'll come over here to you, Jay. All right. You can find us at Freedom is a Choice. Yes, it M-V-T. is. Uh, dot com and my book is called Got Debt: The Seven Bulletproof Steps to Debt Freedom. You can find it on our website or on Amazon. There you go, Jade. Very cool. Well, if you're interested in entertainment, you can find us on <laughs> Warshaw. That's my last name: W A R S H A W Entertainment. dot yeah. com, and uh, we'll get you hooked up with some entertainment work. There you go. And we will make sure to put that in the uh, description. So make sure you all subscribe to their channels. Check them out. I hugely uh, support and endorse uh, these ladies and gentlemen. But y'all, it's been a great day. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you all on the next show. Peace out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.